You know, it can be difficult sometimes finding the perfect gift for the person who has everything, which is why I've started a lucrative side business offering custom-made hair amulets. Yes, you send me beard hair or any body hair, be it from yourself, a loved one, or an animal of any kind. But it must be a hairy one, though. No feathers. I have a strict no-feathers policy. And I will melt the hair down, boil it in essential oils, and whack it with a river stone until I can tuck it inside a metal box and string it with a gold chain. The amulet can then be used for protection against things like ISIS or IRS audits or irritating neighbors who insist on putting up those holiday laser lamps, the ones that spray chaotic green and red dots around your bedroom ceiling even though you've begged them not to. It drives your cats crazy, you say. It doesn't matter that you don't have cats. The point is, send me hair and I'll make you a necklace. And once you tell your neighbor what it is and what it's made of, they are guaranteed to leave you alone. I won't leave you alone, though. It's time to open up the portal for the final time in 2018 and pay another visit to the Deep Night. friends. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be your giant dropping ball, your secret snowflake, and the jingle to your jangle. Oh, have you put up all the solstice bells, fashioned a unicorn horn out of beeswax and chicken wire? Are you wearing your burlap moon cloth? I hope so, because you'll need all of that to get through the next hour of regrets and revelations, that which we call the deep night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and it's a special time. Down by the fetid canal we love so much, when the days grow short, the Gowanus expands. And some say on a quiet night, if one presses their ear to the metal bars of the Union Street Bridge, one can hear the voices of all who have contracted a venereal disease from its infectious waters. And it's a lot. <laughs> Far more than you'd think. Sometimes you see a person with a cold sore and you think, the Gowanus is in you. <laughs> it's a forever problem for you, and I hope you're able to find someone who accepts you for who you are. Or make a salve. I love imagining early cold sore sufferers. To whom did they turn? That first medicine man had a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> Yeesh, what's that on your face, sleeps in bed of many? Mm, try some sap from the tree and maybe spend the night alone in the woods for a couple of days. Isn't it funny? Even today there's nothing that sleeping alone in a dense forest can't solve. I try to get through this time however I can. This end-of-year sprint where time suddenly feels compressed as you're rushing to get to the bus depot, and then you're out of town and time slows down, and the days stretch on and on. Not just in a this-might-be-how-it-is-in-Norway way, but in a adjusting-to-the-rhythms-of-relatives way, like how-are-we-having-this-conversation-again way, or I-think-you've-probably-had-enough-Dale way, or there's a limit to how many things you can return, sir, way. There is a line. I guess if light, which defines so much of how we think about time, can exist as both a wave and a particle, then time might also be fluid. There may be more space in between time particles that stretch when we're going somewhere and then collapse as we're trying to get back. How do you explain how long it takes to get across Staten Island? This is the time of year we feel the pressure, isn't it? We're all finding last-minute gifts, hair amulets, for example, or <laughs> pressing essential oils into soaps to give the special ladies and casual acquaintances in your life. 
I hope you're still making time for yourself. Self-care remains the deep night word of the year. <laughs> and because of my devotion to making sure I'm not sinking into the muck of doubt and despair that can surge within me every December, I thought it best to have a visit from a new friend, someone steeped in the world of medicinal sprays, crystals, tarot, and all the rest, all the things I love. She's the owner and founder of Species by the Thousands, a marvelous space right in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Uh, she's a talented musician, and I tell you this, this was a divine thing that intervened to have us get together so near the solstice. So let's go now to my conversation with Erica Bradbury. Erica Bradbury. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. It's so great uh, to, to have you here in the deep night. Welcome. Thank you. It's uh, uh, Our timing could not be better, I have to tell you. Uh, the solstice is nearly upon us. Yes. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> yes, it is. Are you ready? <laughs> and, and I put out a call to the universe, and I said, please, uh, let's, let's have someone here to help us ease us through the end of the year that can give us some guidance to help celebrate uh, and then, and you appeared, and I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> That's the word. And you run a magical place I, over there. I do. In Williamsburg. Yes. Species by the thousands. That's correct. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, I've been in a lot of uh, crystal shops all over the all over the world. <laughs> Really? The country, I guess. But I think yours is among the finest. Oh, thank you. Yes. That's really sweet. It's very well organized. Yes. Smells good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's basically all I need. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's important. I did go to a little place outside the Indianapolis airport. You ever been out there? No. Well, uh, I'll say this. And look, they're doing doing fine. They had a nice selection of stones. Uh, uh, But... uh, I would my advice to them is you don't need to diversify quite so much. Yeah. You don't need as many maybe ceramic Native American scenes. Yeah. You know, not as many plastic dream catchers. Focus on the rocks. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. That's what we're there for. Right. It takes some editing, I think. Takes some editing. <laughs> in, in all things. Yes. <laughs> it's like sometimes you go to a flea market and you're looking for collectibles, something like that. You know, maybe you find a nice vintage item from your youth. Yeah. And instead it's all detergents and socks. Oh, yeah. No, Bummer. you got to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. Oh, I do. Anyway, that's not you. That's them. And <laughs> God bless you. But uh, this is a busy time for you? Yeah, it's really busy. Yeah, it's it's really busy. People coming People in. People are coming in. Yeah. Lots of people looking for gifts. Lots of questions about stones and what's good for what. And yes. So, yeah, we're doing our best to help. <laughs> and, and specifically around the solstice, do you have some activities that are planned? Um, well, we don't as a store, except yeah. to just kind of get through the last few days of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I myself have been making candles for like three months. Wow. Straight. And what know. kind of candles are we talking about? Uh, they're container candles, soy candles, um, and a lot of them have like magical sort of properties to them. Magical properties. Yeah, to them. like yeah. I combine essential oils um, to kind of help assist with some sorts of like I don't know, like if you want to attract wealth or if yes. you're looking for love or <laughs> <I do>. you know <laughs> all those things, you kind of come up with some special candles that might help. I'm going to have to get a lot yeah. of candles. <laughs> it's what I'm thinking. And I love it because you just said your studio's down there by the Gowanus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. That's where, that's where some of the magic happens. Do yeah. you have a Gowanus-scented candle? 
Oh God, no! But I'm. I <laughs> it lights itself. You would exactly. never need a match. Oh my God, it's <laughs> too dangerous. Maybe. What would it bring you? That's what I'm worried about. Probably anything. Yeah. Didn't didn't maybe an STD? Is that is that? <laughs> it, what it, it definitely <laughs> would. That what, yes. I heard the word on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, I don't know myself, <laughs> though I have uh, rowed down the Gowanus in a boat, which uh, I don't recommend. Oh. No splashing on that trip. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's exciting. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're you're making it. What you have to boil the stuff? Is that what happens? Oh, but well, we have a machine, heated. and then like yeah, it's heated. The wax melts, and then you have to kind of know what the temperature is, and then the f- different fragrances and essential oils have different like boiling points. So you kind of add them at different times, and then yeah. they cure. Um, yeah. What's the most popular one that people come in there for? I think our most popular one is called Smoky Sage. Yeah. And it's kind of a campfirey smell with a little bit of sage to it. I love it. Yeah, that one. You been fun. to a campfire recently? Not recently. Oh, I've I've been to one. That's why I bring it up, and uh, it's just marvelous. Yeah, just amazing. Of course, then you're always standing in the spot where the smoke is coming at you. Mm. So if you could build a little shield or something, that'd be nice. But uh, you, you get it yeah. in, you get it in your clothes, yeah, you get it in your yeah. hair. Just... Then you're just in it yeah. for the rest. Of I think <laughs> of that's the, the best smell, though. No, it is great. Right? I it think... is great. And sage, uh, you go yeah. into a new apartment or something here, well, you got to use it, don't you? Yeah. You can use sage or um, we have a spray that is like a smoke-free spritzer that's, um, you know, has clary sage and sweet grass, and you can spray that instead. Is that the best kind lighting. of sage? Um, I don't know if there's a best kind of sage. Sage is kind of like, you know, I think sage is kind of a tricky one right now. Yeah. Some of you know white sage is kind of being over harvested. It's kind of what they're saying, and um, so we're trying to step away from using it. You know, I don't think I think it's kind of a time where people are starting to maybe think about like their relationship to certain practices that might not be stemming from their culture. That too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that's the thing. You know, it's something when, to consider. And, when some um, of these uh, alternative practices yeah. uh, uh, happen, and then there's a rush, then there's a surge. And by goodness, right. that, that's what you want because you're running a business around it. Yeah. But there are, you have to ask the questions, don't you? you have right, to be responsible you do. And sometimes you're just like not aware of what you're doing. And then not, you kind of look back and be like, maybe this isn't the best thing. So, right. so we're always kind of figuring out like what might be more appropriate for what we're doing here. So we've been using a lot of rosemary. Oh, yeah. In lieu of the sage because it's, you know, it's native to the East Coast and it's a more sustainable herb. That's the word, sustainability. Um, So that's something that, you know. If you're going to be uh, drawing on Earth energy, you should be careful stewards of the Earth, too. Right, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you got nothing left. Yeah, you're just, (laughs) I mean, everything's bad. (laughs) But, I mean, I guess you try to think about what (laughs) might be less bad. (laughs) Yeah. But it is kind of all bad, if you really think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're taking – but you think that maybe all energy is just uh, moved around, right? That it doesn't really get created or destroyed. You're just moving it from one thing to another? Yeah, I think you're just kind That's of what Exxon tells me, so I say yeah. absolutely. And they know. Yeah. <laughs> they know a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's the trick. That's the trick. Do you have any memorable solstice celebrations in your past? Is there a drum um, circle involved? You know, I'm kind of like antisocial, so I don't really like to do things with like 
a lot of people's energy, yeah. <laughs> which too much. You Are know, you I think empath? it's too much. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Too sensitive. Um, you know, maybe a little bit. I think I just have to like. I'm a little bit open sometimes, and I, yeah. I tend to take things in. And I'm also like a double cancer, like cancer moon, cancer sun, and I think that makes me a little bit too emotionally emotional, maybe. And yes. so I need to just watch out. And so I kind of just try to like know when I should be in a situation where there's lots of people or maybe I should be and plus I live here in New York City so it's like I'm always kind of in the stew of people's yes. stuff yes so um always just, drawing you know grounding yeah. centering <laughs> saying no sometimes and there's is there yeah. some kind of Libra mix in there too oh yeah thank god for that I guess like uh Libra rising so I'm yeah. indecisive now on top of all of that water. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just Lee. I don't know about all the risings and mm-hmm. fallings, but I'm just, I'm Libra. And, and oh. uh, that always makes me uh, run to the, you think, oh, perfectly balanced. But what it means is I run in this direction mm-hmm. fully 100%. And then say, oh, you know what? I'm going to run over in this direction right. 100%. And the scales are just constantly up both. and down. Yeah. I don't know. But I uh, you can You just have to do to double the work. Double the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, for zero reward. Exactly. <laughs> no, sometimes it works out. Uh, well, yes, memorable solstice celebration. I certainly lost a few hours in the woods of Cape Cod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I died in those woods. It's an oft-told tale here on the program, but I was reborn, and I just haven't looked back since. It's been good. I'm glad that I shed that person yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. No I think this, per- this version, more responsible, mm-hmm. like what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about specifically, uh, because we've declared self-care the word of the year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's something we've been encouraging everybody to do, uh, and certainly people are finding it on their own. Yeah. The world is a mess. As you said, everything's bad. Uh, so we're, we're, the, the world is on fire. Uh, we're sinking. Uh, we're trying to find uh, something. This time of the year, what I have noticed is that people actually start to break apart. And I'm curious about that phenomenon, if you've observed that, yeah, too. Yeah, I've seen a lot of... Yeah. Right? You get the colds. You get people just... Mm. You know, uh, Cousin Darren lost another ear. Whatever it is. People are falling. Aunt Dee Dee came down with the flu. People get sick. You get tired. Uh, bugs. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, but what, do you, what do you think contributes to that? Is it the lack of light? Is it... Uh, uh, your body just kind of purging? Is it a cosmic force? I'm sure it's a lot of that. I think people get really wrapped up in what they think they should be doing a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I need to do this. I need to go there because they're expecting me to do this thing. Or I think people kind of are answering to a lot of like things outside of themselves instead of like asking themselves, like, what do I need right now? Do I need to go to bed? a little right. bit earlier or do I need to eat breakfast or you know like little things like that I think are helpful and also like I think spending time in nature is really helpful yes um you know just like interacting with something from the earth like grounding is really a good thing even if you can just like go outside and like put your feet in the ground and kind of like try to attune yourself to the earth for a second could help I've never done that. Yeah. I mean, good. since I was a kid or something. That's a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes I'll visit the poinsettia tree at the mall, but that's a little different, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. I think they're poisonous. Oh, yeah. Don't eat them. <laughs> I learned that the hard way, too. But 
<laughs> Nature is important. I mm-hmm. like what you're saying, though, about this in service to another master, basically. Yeah. Of, like trying to please everybody this time of year and not taking enough time for yourself. Right. It doesn't mean, though, you need to be like so self-involved oh okay. <laughs> i mean you know i think i think no, balance and no gifts cute. for anybody <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> sorry i'm busy <laughs> i've got to sit in a stew of crystals yeah <laughs> now what do you make of those baths and things are those a good idea those healing baths you ever do one of those a healing bath like yeah um, you, salt you, water? Yeah, well, you put the oils in it and the flowers. Yeah, and the that's thing. great. Yeah, you can put the, what do you do with the crystal? You put them right in there? You can bathe, yeah, because your crystals need to get washed, and you can do it together. Yeah. With the salt and you and attune yourself. Yeah. I mean, water's a good way of kind of, like, getting those crystal vibrations, right? It kind of, like, puts you in the same frequency. Yeah. Because water is so programmable, and you're kind of mostly water, so... You kind of feel it, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. It's kind of like a, a good way to, it's a good way to, uh, yeah, interact with crystals. I've never thought the to tub. put them right there in the tub with me. Yeah. You can do that. Sure. If you have a tub. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> a tub. So just like... put them in the base of the shower stall at the Y. Yeah. Doesn't work as well. <laughs> I mean, it'll do something. Yeah. Or you can put it in water, <laughs> in drinking water. Now tell me about that because I saw this at the at the crystal place I was at recently, I think and I thought this well, one's a little bit tricky because some know. some of them you shouldn't drink because they're <laughs> not they're toxic for you. Like yeah. <laughs> there's some heavy metals, um, but you could always do it with like a clear glass inside of another clear glass, yep. and you can set it in the sun or the moonlight for maybe like 24 hours, or and then drink it, and you can kind of have like your crystal tonic. Yes. Or you could do it for your plants if you're scared to drink it. You could water your plants with with certain crystal waters, and it might help them. Oh, and I, you can do experiments where you can like do one plant with the crystals, and then the other one without, and then you can have like <laughs> real hard evidence, <laughs> which is always good. Like what you should do in school. Yeah, <laughs> I put coke on this one, and you, then it dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that experiment very well. Um, is there is there one though that would be good for the water that you know is safe to put in the water? I think like quartz is probably fine. Solid and one. Rose quartz, citrine, yeah. carnelian. Yeah. Um, like those are probably. And what's the difference? Uh, something I've wondered as I charge my crystals frequently. But what what do you absorb differently in the moonlight than you do with the sunlight when you're charging them? I guess your um, the sun would be more like kind of like projective energies. Oh. More like. Um, and the you know the moon would be more things that kind of absorb things more like perceptive energy I guess more reflective yeah reflect yeah I know you know like it's hard to find trying to figure out the right thing to say without saying like male female kind of energies yeah. or you know masculine feminine trying not to be like that but um, you know more outward energies I guess for the sun and more inward energies for the moon I see yeah. Well, I'm going to do some experiments. And some stones, I think, like, they have more kind of, like, sun energy to them. And some have more, like, moon energy yeah. to them. Now, when I go in to pick out the crystal, <clears throat> it's all uh, in, in intuition. Yeah. Just like, what, what, what am I drawn to? Which is the one that feels good? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not always the prettiest looking stone. Right. Is that how you recommend doing it? 
Yeah. Sometimes you go over there to Namaste or something, and you get a wide-eyed fella, and he'll come over and try and help you. And I feel like he's kind of pushing one yeah. thing or another. Um, maybe they're fine, but uh, I'm not always – I go with my instinct when yeah, I go I in think, there. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. But it's – you know, some people don't go that way. Some people like a prescription kind of, and they'll be like, I need – I have all these things. Yeah. Show me the stone. And you offer that too. You say, here's a yeah. pouch. Yeah, we could do that too. A wellness pouch. But I think it's better for people to kind of just make a decision kind of on their own. Sure. And then see what it was later because I think it would be more fun that way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, germs and stressors, as you're saying, and uh, um, lots of handshakes this time of year, mm. things like that. Yeah. Do you, do you recommend handshaking with the crystal and put the crystal in your hand and then shake the – Oh, I have never thought of that. Maybe. <laughs> if we'll it, maybe it, if it could buzz or something <laughs> yeah um did you what do you make of this um because maybe some of the issues that were being acted upon by forces that are like end of the year forces things that are driving maybe it's even not beyond end of a year that's too small to think about mm -hmm. but recently did you read about this cosmic wave that went around the earth no it, it, it originated off the coast of madagascar and waves were felt as far oh. away for, as to Hawaii. Oh, okay, yeah. So this thing, is that like... Like, uh, yeah, waves, waves. Like, like waves, waves. Like, yeah, like crashing. Like maybe like, some like, kind of underground yeah. volcano or something. Oh, yeah. Or the Earth shuddering or Earth 2 passing by. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, what do we make of those kind of things? I Solar think, flares, that kind of stuff. Do you think it has an effect? I mean, probably, right? I think we're all affected by lots of things. That are unseen. <laughs> yes. That's why it's best to stay in a yeah. windowless room on the Gowanus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Make candles. <laughs> Do you have a Google alert for cosmic disturbances? Oh, I don't, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. No, it one. wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. you got to use that technology to help us. Otherwise, what is it doing? Stealing our information. Yeah. Um, now... <laughs> And I, I told you, I was so uh, pleased with I went over there for – well, I went to a tarot reading, mm -hmm. had a, a tarot reading done, because that's also a service you provide. Yes, we're yes. working on that. But, yeah, we soon will be offering tarot readings. You'll have a reading room, and you have a kind of informal situation where you do the, do the yeah. readings or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael Lynn did it. Great. It was great. Oh, good. And I, I felt um, that uh, I was allowed to see mm -hmm. things clearly. It was very productive. Do you do it yourself? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really been offering readings to other people, but I, I've been studying tarot for for a long time. My grandfather is a tarot reader, um, and so he was also a medium, and that's kind of how I got sort of interested in this kind of work. Well, tell us about it, because you grew up where? In <clears throat> Massachusetts. Yeah, I was born in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, and that is, you know, home of the Lizzie Borden murder case, which yes. I think everyone knows about, but maybe they don't. But anyway, it was like a popular Victorian murder. Um, 40 Wax. 40 Wax. Yeah. yeah. Lizzie Warren took an axe, right? Gave her father 40 Wax. Something like Something that. Something like that. And then gave her mother 41. But I think it was her stepmother. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so, now Chloe Sevigny's in a movie about yeah, it. Yeah, now it's like yeah. cool. Um, but no, <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know if it's cool. I don't never know if cool. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been weird. And it's like something I kind of grew up with because we lived in Nathaniel Borden's house which was Lizzie Borden's uncle's house. And then all my, like, neighborhood friends lived in other Borden houses. So, like, <laughs> oh, Maplecroft, which was Lizzie Borden's home as an adult, um, was around the block for me. And that's where, I think her name was Christelle. She lived there. And 
you know, everyone had like a haunted house story and it was no big deal, but it was just kind of like a lots of eccentric people in that neighborhood. It would be like around Halloween, they'd be like, come on in, it's haunted. You know, you should come see me. I have ghosts in my house. Like it was just the norm. <laughs> so I never really thought twice about that. It was just like, okay, we all live in these like old houses and yep. there's weird stuff going on and it's so fun here. Um, but then, so my parents bought this house and they renovated it. And then my grandfather who, um, it was a medium. He came over one day and he was in the basement and he just had this, something came over him and he had this feeling and he just like went to the wall in the basement and he's like, here, we have to open this up. So they, Some, something your parents had covered up in the renovation. It wasn't just, even it was that. It was just the old the basement, okay. basement wall. He, op- he said, here, there's something here. We have, you know, like, let's see what's in this wall, which I was probably five or six. Um, so I don't remember like, exactly how this happened. <laughs> but I know that inside of the wall was an axe head. And he retrieved it. And then, you know, the Herald News came. And my grandfather's on the news with this axe head. And it looked like it had dried blood on it. Um, and it was just this crazy thing. Oh, come on. That's too perfect. Though. I know. But <laughs> how could it be that? I know. I mean, I, I mean, think as you're telling reality... me, I think it's got to be an axe. It's got to be an axe. <laughs> and then it's, then it's an axe. And it's covered in blood. Oh, come on. Well. <laughs> yes, it was. They couldn't. They didn't test it. <laughs> no, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a weird story. That is a weird story. And <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't mean to cash doubt upon it. Yeah, no, it, I it mean, just, it's so I think lots of people had axes happened. anyway. And probably, you know, lots of chicken chickens and stuff. And stuff right? Like I mean, it's, there's... it's still weird, though. Oh, it's still definitely weird. a funny, funny thing. Oh, it's a, it's a, a very strange. <laughs> listen, that whole place, New England. Yeah. It's very, very. It's very weird. Unnerving. Yeah. And uh, I've been to Fall River. Uh, I lived in Providence for a number of years. These are spooky places, right? They're, they're, they are haunted in a profound way, yeah. I think. And uh, but, but you're comfortable with ghosts. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah. Did you actually have a ghost in the house beyond this uh, axe that was down there? I don't think so. I mean, I always had really crazy dreams. And I, sometimes I w- wasn't sure what was real or a dream. Like one time this, like skull kind of came towards me mm-hmm. <laughs> in my room one night but I, I could have been dreaming I'm not too sure yep but I wasn't scared ever no being right? there I thought it was just like I think I always like sort of the mystery and like the unknown part of it was exciting it mm-hmm. wasn't like a scary thing no I've had a floating head ghost too and oh, yeah. it was very comforting to me mm. I've always I grew up in an old house 1700s or something and as it turns out somebody died falling out the window we turned just learned recently it was it wasn't him mm-hmm. <laughs> that i saw yeah. i saw my grandmother's head but um i've been fortunate i think so thus far to always have um good ghosts around and who have been uh very comfortable around them as you're talking about it yeah that's when i think about it it gives me kind of, kind of brings up tears for me a little bit because yeah. i was just so emotional about it but uh, all the ghosts have been kind we've gotten along Mm-hmm. That's good. It is good. Yeah, it's <laughs> because, good. Because my goodness, the alternative is really spooky. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's scarier things like, like the living, <laughs> 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 the internet. Like <laughs> these are scary things we don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. I was hearing about somebody that had one of these uh, security systems in their house, these nest things. And a hacker person started talking to them on the phone. That's scary. I'd rather see a floating head. Me too. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Did you, have, did you have other accounts like that growing up? Were there other things that you saw? This, like, boundary between dream and I real know. space? I You know, I had this thing happen where I was just dreaming about witches a lot when I was a kid. So, And it scared me for some reason. And um, I kind of trained myself not to dream for, for a while. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or also sad, maybe. Yeah, I know. It is kind of sad. <laughs> but it, it went away. I dream now. Oh, good. Really, I dream, good. yeah. Really I spend more time probably dreams. in the dream realm than I do in the waking realm. Wow, and that's um, exciting. Yeah. Now, how, how else did your grandfather's, sorry to jump around, yeah. but, but uh, how else did this uh, mediumship, uh, because, of course, New England also home with so much spiritualism and this uh, moving away from the church but going into some kind of yeah. uh, still a belief in the beyond wanting to contact ancestors, maybe something to do with being uprooted from your home, these uh, early immigrants that came in here, the settlers, as they right. sometimes call. But the spiritualism took hold in the, in New England, around Fall River probably, mm -hmm. around Boston and all that. Um, yeah, I think that was normal. Like, he would conduct seances. He had, um, in his house, he had something called, like, the psychedelic cellar. In the 60s, that was all like Dayglo paint and mannequins, and he would do readings down there. You, um, you mean that was a common thing that people would do in, in the 60s? Oh, no. Well, maybe in the 60s. Or the, 70s, or, whenever yeah, it was. Yeah, it was probably like late 60s when he was doing this. Um, it was known as a psychedelic seller? Yeah. Oh. It sounds so fun. I'm like, why don't we have that now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> all the cool stuff happened, like, you know, before I was well, born. Well, listen, <laughs> you can do it again. Yeah. It's hard to get a seller here, but uh, yeah. beyond that, you could certainly get some black black lights yeah i like that idea of having a room like that in your house where you can you know give readings well you're making it in your business of, aren't you yeah it's not yeah. going to be too psychedelic though no. people i think will get scared <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little it's not of the uh succulent and yeah. white walls yeah uh, we moment. need to kind of clean sleep kind of like <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the, the not too much elderly yeah. gentleman's basement with the black light is uh, <laughs> less comforting yeah. than it once was yeah. but now so he had some i mean spiritualism is probably predates your grandfather yeah but um, he's catholic well yeah my family is pretty catholic catholic well they yeah. get into a little bit of that uh they do it's pretty much the same stuff. you know and i think it's like i actually don't i just replace her you know it's pretty much oh yeah it always, it's pretty much the same well any kind of belief yeah. in the system and you have some kind of rituals going on, right? Yeah, the rituals. Did you grow up Catholic too? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know it better than I would. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why, you know, like sort of witchcraft or all those things kind of, it's all like costumes and ritual. Variations on a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just, you know, yeah. And why do you think right now is the moment that it's taken hold again? The, the, the I mean, spiritualist I think people, idea. People feel powerless. Yes. They feel sad. <laughs> they yeah. feel like, you know, they don't, they, it's like everything has kind of failed them. You know, like you can't really trust the government. You can't trust like the people in, in charge, you know, and we don't even really know who's in charge, I don't think. So it's kind of like a lot of confusion. Yeah. And people are trying to, I think they have to rely on themselves more and their own intuition and their own like just personal power to kind of get through these times. I would agree with that, yeah. yeah. And you don't. The church didn't do uh, any great favors itself uh, in terms of building up trust in a lot of a lot of ways. Right. You just. Can't, I think the message maybe is like you really can't trust these like big organizations. There's always going to be a problem. Yeah. So you. You know. And and I tell you. When there's power involved. 
almost everyone I talk to has a, a windowsill full of crystals. Yeah. Or or a mantle or what if you have a mantle. Yeah. God, you're nice. doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the crystals are working. Um, but uh, it's really out there right now. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, that's why self-care is, uh, is on our minds. Yeah. But it must have been on your grandfather's mind. Did you go down to that basement and hang out? Was only it after active? it wasn't Deglo when I went down there. There's oh. only like little little remnants on some like pipes. Yeah, you can never get rid of all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like glitter. But It'll he did readings up until, you know, he and I think he really was helping people. And actually, like at his funeral, um, even like it was brought up in the in the mass, like how he even though the church wasn't so, you know, fond of maybe like divination. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not allowed to do it, but like they're like, but he helps so many people, and we like honor him for that. And I think that's like kind of cool it's and very, very cool. special yeah. that he was able to kind of. He was always his own person. He didn't, you know. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> you know." I think he was just like a very, very, very uh, eccentric, special person. Yeah, and the character in the town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like absolutely. Yeah. Those New England towns <laughs> always have a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of them for sure. <laughs> that's great. You were close to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's terrific. <laughs> well, we we honor him uh, at this time yeah. and and all times. Um, I think my grandmother was a little bit psychic too. Yeah. Yeah, she very at least had some visions for the future, mm-hmm. which is great. And uh, in your own readings, you, you you did he do tarot readings too? He, yeah, he would do tarot readings. Did you like inherit his deck or something? I did not. My cousin has it. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, I think everyone in the family is sort of interested in it, especially like after his passing. I think it kind of rekindled something, or just maybe it was like, you know, what was he doing? You know, it's so interesting. All right. He would know before the phone would ring. You know, like things like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. And did, did you uh, do, do you feel his presence when you do the readings? Not to get I, too personal, but you know, I do think he's always around. Yeah, yeah, I think he likes the store. Yeah, I think he likes that I have it. I think it's like, yeah, it must be. Yeah, I think it's a nice connection. That's great. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you grew up there. Mm-hmm. Dreams of moving to New York. Then you went to Philadelphia. For yeah. graduate school. Yeah, I went undergrad in, in Boston and then graduate school in Philadelphia. Now, that's where I spent a lot of time as a young warlock oh. <laughs> <laughs> myself outside of Philadelphia. But yeah. I think of Philadelphia as a kind of a, a wounded place, mm-hmm. uh, a place a little scarred on the inside, brilliant, creative, kind of dazzling in moments, but hurt like that gritty character they have now for the fly, the mascot. That they, have you seen that? Oh, no. Oh, do yourself a favor. <laughs> I mean, there's the beautiful rowers on the Schuylkill, yeah. but there's also deep racial divisions. <laughs> you, oh, You know right. what I'm saying? There's some funny business. It's a place of funny business. Dark <laughs> magic is what I would yeah. call it. And there's a reason why it's more associated with quirky Ben Franklin mm-hmm. with the sex disease, but also like inventing electricity, than George Washington on the horse. Right. You know, he's our guy, not the other one, because of something that's like in the water there. Yeah. Did you feel that? I felt, yeah, I did feel really unsettled there. I was only there for a year and a half, for, or, you know, two years for grad school. But somebody said that there is like a giant, and like a vortex under the Philadelphia Art Museum. I would not be surprised. Yeah. And that's like what we were feeling. <laughs> so yes. maybe. And that's one of the few yeah. places you go and you kind of feel a little positive. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I like it. Yeah. I want people to know I like it. <laughs> it comes from a place of love. <laughs> but, but there's a reason why. Oh, you got to go to the art museum. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere else. Well, but you can't, what about the Mummer Museum? Oh, I've never been. <laughs> oh, I went there recently, well, in the last five years. The Mummer Museum or the, yeah. or the Mütter Museum? Well, both, but the but the Mummer, <laughs> okay. the Mummer Museum yeah. is the really strange one. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have picked that, but totally I bet, weird. Totally, I can't a, believe it's it's very strange. Listen, place. you want it? This is the, <laughs> this is their time when the Mummers are strut. Right? Yeah, these are yeah. gentlemen that dress up. In some of them do cross dressing and all this. Although the rest of the year they'd probably right. n- not be supportive of that. I don't know. It's a solstice tradition. It's a solstice yeah. tradition. Well, see there, I didn't know that. And and they dress in feathers is the big thing. It's similar mm-hmm. to the uh, Mardi Gras kind of right. a look, at least. And I don't know what they've borrowed or, as we say, appropriated right. <laughs> from other cultures. But it's strange when you see these Philly guys doing it. Yes. And as a young person, <laughs> I never responded well to it. I, f- I, f- I find it uh, disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, drunkenness, right? I get. I don't. I don't know why I have such a revulsion to this c- colorful spectacle, <laughs> but it scared me in a deep way early on, and I never wanted to participate in going to see it. Yeah. But you had a good time at that. You're looking at me like. Oh, well, no, I you're didn't wrong, go to the parade. Gail. No, I'm thinking you're wrong. about something the, else. The mummers are spectacular. I was scared of mannequins as a kid. <laughs> but I think at the Mummer Museum, there's lots of mannequins in those yeah. costumes. Yeah. And it hasn't been updated probably since 1976. So it's like a really interesting place. Yeah. It's definitely not at all PC. But, you know, I think it's like a very, it's just a strange thing. It's a strange thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't say that I like it or I don't like it, but it's like a. Unnerving. It's, yeah, just check it out. I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I should run right over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that museum in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Oh, I haven't. Did you ever go to the um, the um? I don't even know what it was called, but it was definitely like a lot of mannequins from the (laughs) seventies, from the nineteen seventies, nineteen seventies, seventies. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And what are they doing? It's like reenacting the. uh, It's like a pilgrim thing. It's like a pilgrim thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know. I found out that I I had the Mayflower people. (laughs) Yeah, I I go back that to that. Yeah, I have to wrestle with that. But I also had one of the first witches. Yeah, in so my family, so I'm, a, and then a lot of Quakers. So I feel like I'm okay. Yeah, it's like you take the good and the bad. You take the good and the bad, and you hope yeah. the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. Sometimes you watch that genealogy show, and you, oh gosh, Ugh. could go really uh, south on you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we should do. <laughs> do, you, do you look back into your ancestry at all? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I, I think it's a lot. I don't know. It's it's you know, kind of like a mutt. Of <laughs> Europe, <laughs> like it's, you know, I, Europe came through. Yeah, I, maybe I should move back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the best I, thing it's is. It's lovely over there. <laughs> I would do it. Um, now, uh, oh yes. Now you also are a musician. Yes. Yes, and you uh, you uh, play. I guess is yeah. the word for it. Yeah. Uh, it's a kind of one might call it experimental. Yeah. Uh, electronic, yeah, synth based, synth analog, synth analog, mm-hmm. uh, and the, it's called the project's called Long Distance Poison. Yes. Okay. So now I remember reading a book, uh, and I, th- I believe it's called Sensuous Scholarship, and uh, by Paul Stoller, who is also coincidentally based outside of Philadelphia. Now that title, boy, you don't know what you're getting into. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I admit that. But it's all about how to look at uh, uh, to change the Eurocentric perspective of the way the body works and the way we learn things through the body. And there's a whole portion on this, why I'm bringing this up. Stay with me. Okay. It's because he, d- he spends a lot of time looking at African tribal healers and uh, uh, medicine men, shaman kind of folks, and uh, how they would use dark magic, black magic, to either cure something or to seek revenge or do this, using kind of long-distance poison. Yeah. Is it is it from that which you draw the name? Did you Were you aware of that connection? I, I really actually have no idea how this name came up. <laughs> it was so long ago. We were, I guess we were kind of in a long-distance relationship, but I, I don't know, like, and so we would, like, visit each other and play music, and then we just, you know, we've been together for, like, almost probably 11 years now and playing Pretty music good. together. So I really, yeah, it's, I really don't even know. We never even, like, talk about it. We kind of just call it LDP. Yeah. We kind of think it's a, it's kind of a, a name that, like, I wouldn't necessarily choose it today, but it's been with us for a while. I kind of like it because yeah. you are sending things out to people. Yeah, I and guess bringing it. it doesn't it's always true, have to yeah. be poison. could be a a positive. It's mostly <laughs> sin- yeah. I guess it's mostly like <laughs> tones. Yeah. But you could move a person in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a new album that's out. There's there? a new album out. Yeah. What is it called? It's called Astral Topa. Topo. Topa. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's on Deep Distance. Deep Distance. Yeah, that's oh, the label like that from the UK. Yeah, it's a wacky album. <laughs> it's good. Good for family gatherings at holiday really times. Yeah. yeah, put it on. It's great. And just say, listen, <laughs> let's listen to this. Let's listen. Let's get just... in the tub with some crystals. Yeah, it's perfect yeah. for that. Do you play it at the store? Uh, we have it for sale at the store. Oh, good. Yeah, it hasn't been playing in the store. We don't have a record player, but um. <laughs> oh, you have to have. It's a vinyl. Thing. It's a vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're gonna do experimental electronic music. Yeah. It's nice to have it on vinyl. Make it a process. Somebody did to. record it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both sides of the album and did post it on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I think that's how I must have heard it. So, yeah, it's yes. out there. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, it's wonderful. It takes you places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to, to kind of travel. And are you playing? You're playing with the new album? You're going to have some yeah. gigs? We don't have anything lined up. Uh, we play a little bit. I get a little scared playing shows sometimes, and so it seems that's your <laughs> default mode anyway. I get a little, I feel a little bit venturing wound out up. into the public. Yeah, is I don't tough. know why. Yeah, I think I'm like an inside person. Yeah, I'm an inward kind of person. We need so. those too. Yeah. Moon kind of a person. Yeah, I'm like a yeah, I'm a moon person. Yeah. Do yeah. you have all the stones? Oh <laughs> no, actually, I don't like clutter, and I don't ah, really I like stuff. So my I like to visualize things because I yes. don't have to like put it anywhere you know so yeah. it's nice to have a store with a bunch of stuff as long as it's clean and not too cluttered yeah i can deal but um in my own life like i have a lot of projects so like there's all the music stuff and then yep. there's all this candle wax everywhere and essential oils and then i also make jewelry so there's like jewelry stuff so i i try not to like take on too much more stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's like i think that's physical. that's got to be the key yeah. to you being remaining productive yeah and in touch yeah. Even if it means you're scared to go outside sometimes. Sometimes. It's yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you have, you're not going to do a holiday album, though? No, not not right now. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> Very popular this time of year. <laughs> you have any good sol- solstice music, Rex? 
Oh, you know, I love to listen to. I like to listen to like the Pentangle. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, and I like Fairport Convention, like Sandy Denny. Okay. I like to listen to like English folk music. Yeah. Okay. Um, from like the '60s, '70s. I think like that's good music because it's kind of like, it kind of puts you in the holiday, some kind of holiday. I definitely imagine some mode. bandanas and some like uh, moving around a stone structure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think those are good solstice rings. Yeah, I think those yeah. are good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it chill in the air? Yeah. I listen. <laughs> Sorry, I went someplace in my mind. <laughs> so uh, any thoughts as we look back on this year? Was it a good year for you? Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it went by really fast. Yes. Yeah. To me, uh, it was a transformative year, but very quietly. Yeah. I look back and say, oh, I got to do a lot of fun things. But I didn't plan to do those things. Oh, that's good. It is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess it... I did a lot, too. But I complained a lot, too, along the way. <laughs> well. <laughs> but I'm trying to change that. <laughs> now, do you have some visions for the future? Like the near future? Um, well, it could be for the far, far future, future, but just for your future. Well. For our future. I think that, you know, if you can, plant your own food, get a gun. No, I actually don't think that. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be fast. You this know what is it is? Really I listen to a, a lot of um, conspiracy podcasts when I'm making oh. candles sometimes. <laughs> and they scare me sometimes, so I feel like that's yes. kind of like... <laughs> well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, no, I think like just like take time for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Read more. Spend less time on social media, less time with your phone, yep. and your computer, and your... Um, you know, but that to kind be of clear, stuff. not go off the grid completely and get a little oh, no, shack no, 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 in the no. woods. No, 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 no. We need no. community. R remain, remain engaged. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just don't get too, like, yeah, worried about the future and things you can't change. You know, just, just kind of like one, you know, one foot in front of the other. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, well, if we do have things... Um, I'm going to write some down and then burn them. Okay. And then we'll see how the ashes land. Yeah, that is a good idea. <laughs> right? Yeah, you write some things on, you can use bay leaves and... Bay leaves? Yeah. Yeah? It's what do you write with? Anything. Just a marker. Oh, okay. You can write your wishes or what you want to banish. And then what do you do? You burn it? And you burn it. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know about bury the bay the ashes or put it in your plant. Put yeah, that's a good plants. thing to do at the end of the year. That is a good thing. Yeah. And go stick my feet in some dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Do it's it. weird because earlier today I said I want to I want to stand in a stream. Oh yeah, you that'll work as long <laughs> as it's clean water. Oh, very yeah. clean. Yeah, <laughs> I I won't go to a city stream. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Not the Gowanus. No, I, no, I'll go down someplace yeah. where my skin won't melt. That's and good. it'll be nice. Yeah. Now, if people want to come by the store, mm -hmm. um, you you probably got some uh, extended hours. It's a great place for gifts. People can come, yeah. come in. Uh, they can get the vibe of the place. Yep, we are open generally. Tuesday through Sunday, noon to 7 or 8. Yeah. And I think we're going to be open this Christmas Eve, too, for any last-minute shopping. That's great. And and yeah. truly, uh, anything there makes a wonderful gift. Yeah. I think it's all, like, thoughtful, nice gifts. And it comes from a place of, hey, take care of yourself. Yes. Uh, uh, feel feel good about things. Right. Yeah. May, may positive energies flow in your direction. Yeah. That can, that, exactly. That, that's where you want your gift. Yeah. You could give them a sweater. You could. But... 
but dude, they're don't. not gonna like it. No, they're gonna return that shit. Yeah, and then it's a hassle. Right. Give them a stone. Yeah, give them a stone. A candle or a nice candle. They can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Well, what's the hot item <laughs> over there? Candles. Candles. We have a new candle. It's like a, a DIY sigil candle. So yes. it's like kind of you know like a prayer candle shape with a blank label and instructions on how you can draw your own magical sigil. Oh, yes. So it's kind of a fun way of getting people um, into like casting sigils, which I think is like a really easy way of like doing some magic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's fun. That's, that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Well, uh, I've recently picked up a little all green fluorite and some black tourmaline. Hmm. We'll see how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Try it out. Try it out. Put it in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Erica, this has been delightful. Thank you. Thank you yeah, for coming fun. in. Uh, I, I, I wish you a very happy solstice and end of the year and the future over there. I can't wait to stop in again. Thank at you. Species by the thousands. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Oh, wasn't that something? Folks, it's the end of the year, and you know what that means. First... It's time to promote some shows for January because I'll be heading out to Bats Holler and visiting my friends Silas and Kitty Watson in the great state of Ohio. And that means I'm going to be busy rooting through the turtleneck piles of Goodwill near the outlets and filling my gullet with peppermint ice cream and starting each day with a fresh circle of Getta from a Getta tube. It's like Scrapple, but more Odie. So I have far less time for self-promotion. Oh, cried the weary listener and social media follower. <laughs> Look, I get it. So here, fill up on this bit of upcoming shows news. First of all, SF Sketchfest. Oh, we're coming back to San Francisco. It's going to be our sixth time at the festival, which ranks among the very best comedy festivals going. And I always have a great time. The audiences are magical. The show is extraordinary. And you know, after so many years of bringing the deep night to the bay, I thought, let's mix things up. So I asked for a non-bar space, though I will miss the sounds of ice machines cranking out their ice during my interviews. And I said, you know what? I said, Dale, I said, Dale, I said, Dale, you started here. You make a big splash early in the arts doing cabaret. Well, you were the host of a variety show, and I realized that I was being truthful. I did start out in SF hosting a monthly cabaret, and while I think I've matured and gotten better as a performer and a host, nothing compares to those early days at the makeout room in the mission, trading in my drink tickets to pray of the bartender slash illustrator with the long, dark hair, and throwing back one too many maker's marks and having no dressing room other than the cramped back room full of old show posters and having to relieve myself in an alleyway next to the door behind the pool table. That was showbiz. Real, honest-to-goodness, paying-your-dues showbiz. And some nights we'd have 10, some nights we'd have 30, and certainly a few nights there were more people on stage than in the crowd, but we did it, and I loved it, and I wanted that feeling again. Not the relieving myself in an alleyway feeling, but the let's get the gang back together and throw on a show and have it be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and hey, let's have it all be about the future, because I love thinking about something positive amidst all this mess, so that's what we're doing. On January 13th, Sunday, 8 p.m., at the world-famous Piano Fight on the main stage, I'll open up a magical portal and bring San Francisco the first ever Deep Night with Dale's Vortex Variety Hour. I'm going to be hosting a thing with musical accompaniment from the psychedelic house band Agouti and with stand-up from Serini Wirasakara and Francesca Fiorentini and one more super surprise guest who you will enjoy but I cannot reveal as of this moment. Sketches from our friends from Canada, the Templeton Philharmonic. They were on an episode not too long ago. Uh, oh, a visit from tomorrow with Comics of the Future, a comedic duo not seen in more than 15 years, a new short work from playwright Peter Nachtrieb. Oh, he's so tall. 
<laughs> He's so tall. I'm going to also be interviewing noted future expert Rose Eveleth, the host of the Flash Forward podcast. And who else? Oh, we'll have a little video from Cole Kush. His work's been on Adult Swim, and it's very weird. And who knows what else is going to happen. It's an hour unlike any other. It's just $15, and you should totally plan your own future and get tickets in advance at sfsketchfest.com or on deepnightshow.com. For info and ticket information, it's all up there. And if you're going to be there, stick around and say hello. I always love seeing you. And often I buy a lot of stuff for the stage that I can't possibly take back with me so you can own a piece of Deep Night history yourself. I'll give it to you. Last year, somebody got a succulent. Is that your only show in January, Dale? No, it's not, friend and believer in a higher power. Deep Night with Dale returns to New York City with a live show, a truly fantastic live show with guests. Oh, these guests on Wednesday, January 16th, 8 p.m. at the Slipper Room, Lower East Side. Join me as I welcome actor Maria Dizia. You, you, you know her from 13 Reasons Why, Orange is the New Black. Comedian X Mayo, writer for The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Comedian Katie Hannigan. Oh, maybe you saw our late show with Stephen Colbert. She also has an apocalyptic podcast. The soulful, stirring, musical performer, Vera Sola. Oh, Vera's music is gorgeous. Seek it out. Add it to your end-of-year wish list. Use, it to, use a gift card for it. Uh, plus, we'll also be treated to movement from the Deep Night Dancers, Lillian and Audrey from 96B Dance Theater, and we'll have a guest house band for the evening when Cushions joins us to play throughout. These shows, there's only three of them left for the season, so please come out. It's a great venue. The guests are very affordable, $12.00. Uh, there's meatballs right nearby. Have a great time. Get your chakras aligned. Have some meatballs. Perfect night out. You know, in high school, I ate a meatball sub every day for lunch, along with a Coke, a bag of plain chips, and a tasty cake pie for dessert. And yet, I still have quite the figure. <laughs> Just good jeans, I guess. Jeans with stretch built in. Oh, I went there. I have fun with words. Is that all? I wish. I wish that was all, because nothing I love more than self-promotion. But you can also now, for the first time, listen to this show on Spotify. I think. I don't know how to use it. But if you do, The Deep Night can now be your companion on the popular streaming network. All right. Well, I said the personalized readings were done for the year, but let's have some fun. These words go out to Dorothy Buncock in Dallas, Texas. Dorothy? I think people kind of are answering to a lot of, like, things outside of themselves instead of, like, asking themselves, like, what do I need right now? Do I need to go to bed? A little right. bit earlier, or do I need to eat breakfast, or you know, like little things like that? I think are helpful. Yep, and lucky numbers this week are thirteen, twenty-eight, and too much, which corresponds to the number of trips to the eggnog bowl you'll make, the number of times you'll explain what a podcast is, and the amount of gratitude you have for your silly, ridiculous family who love and support you. After all, and honestly, good or bad, they made you what you are. Enjoy the holidays, have a wonderful new year, and solstice. My thanks to all of you for making it such a fun year, and my thanks to all the extraordinary guests who have spent a little time with me in the deep night. And remember, although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced by James Bewley. Season 11 podcast icon designed by Candace Broers. My Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard. Music heard throughout the show is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Plus some other stuff at the top that Dale just finds online and downloads to a secret folder. Poster artwork this season provided by Ronald Horn Industries, Maria Wen, and Scott Balmer, among others. Live shows every other month at The Slipper Room. Studio services provided by Harvestworks in New York City. Please remember to subscribe rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and catch some of the episodes on YouTube. Now, it's time to close up the portal and leave you with Gaia's blessings. Good night. <laughs>